You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, they call this little thing we do a podcast on a Tuesday, Al Dukes. What in the hell is up? A podcast, Cherry. I hear WFAM is looking for more podcasts. I'm out. I, I like this one. I'm good. I, I You're good? Because I did see, uh, well, I see like Marash is doing a Giants podcast and they want some others and uh, someone nominated you on Twitter for the Devils podcast. No, I'm good. Thank you. You're good, right? It's enough. Yes. Uh, it's it's, it's enough. totally yeah, enough. You're I coach on the two air. baseball teams. I do play-by-play for Rutgers. I've got the Cowboys. I've got this. Uh, it's enough. You got the warm up show. We do this podcast. Yes. You got Boomer and Geo. We've if you want Jerry Recco, you got him. Can't I can't. I'm done. You can find him. Right. I was curious, Jerry, as I thought of this when I you know, I have an apple at seven twenty every morning. Right. Have, on. That's my apple break. Uh so I get a red I get red delicious apples. I normally go on Sundays to the store and I'll get five of them, one for okay. each each day of the week. But I like to make sure I get a good apple. But since COVID, I feel self-conscious exa- think picking up, examining the fruit, and putting it back. I think the same exact thing. So unless the fruit that I pick up has like a wormhole in it or is like really in a bad shape, I tend to take it. Right. And then like today, I ended up with an apple I wasn't 100% thrilled with, but I felt odd to pick it up and put it back. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I guess there were people around when you did this. Yeah, I just always assume some. Yeah, yeah. There's always people in the produce section. Yeah, that's the like, problem. I mean, yet we have no idea what that produce went through before we got to it. Like it could have been nude bodies rolling on it. I'm pretty sure that might not have been the case, but you are right. It's certainly possible. <laughs> I even do the same with sweet potatoes, and those come out of the dirt. Yeah. So no, what I am I? What, what am I afraid to touch a sweet potato and put it back for? Yeah. I, here's why. I think. Well, you want to actually grab it to make sure it's not soft or rotted or anything right. like that. And but I like putting my red it delicious back, apples to be really red. I don't disagree with you. I was at Dearborn on su- Sunday morning, and I was picking my red delicious apples as well. Oh, is that and right? And I tried to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to. I'm going to have one right after this podcast, oh, as I do every day. Love this. And. I was trying to inspect them visually to not have the pick up and put down. So I totally understand what you're saying. So you're giving it the eyeball look first, right? I give it the eyeball look first. That is correct. Yeah, I'll do that too. You'll eyeball all of them. They'll then go, okay. This one looks pretty decent. Let me just make sure there's nothing hidden on the other side. I think the issue is what's going on in the world with COVID and everything. You don't want to be that guy. 
that is going to be called out for doing something that you shouldn't be doing, even though what you're doing is what we've always done. Right, which is to look at the pickup and touch and squeeze the fruit. Yeah, so now, I totally get it. With bananas, I got no problem. As you know, banana has its own protective coating on it. You can touch bananas all you want. You can right. touch pineapples all you want. Protective right. prickly coating. Right. You can touch uh, what uh, oranges. You're not going to eat the orange peel. That's going to peel off. Oranges, lemons, avocado. Right. Because avocado, you do have to squeeze, from what I'm told. I'm not an avocado eater. Well, yeah, because if you, it depends. If you want to have it that day, then you need one that's ripe and soft. Otherwise, you take it home, and the avocado is ridiculously hard. It's no good. So you have to, but they're protected by the skin. It's also weird to me how a fruit will mature even when it's no longer on the vine of the plant, like bananas. Like I've always mentioned that they're at my supermarket, they're always all green. Yeah, that sucks. And yet they will mature as the week goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Even though they're no longer hanging on or being getting nutrients from the tree that's growing the fruit. I guess the air takes, the oxygen takes over. Is that right? I don't Hell if I know, but that is what happens. And I feel bad for you because where I go to Dearborn, man, no problem with the yellow banana. Now they have green ones too. Yeah. You know, you, but they have everything from green to perfectly ripe and ready to eat to even, they even always have a couple that are overripe. Yeah. Now, I don't know who's buying those, but they're always on sale. And I guess if you want them, you can take them for half price. I felt like today, Tuesday, I had the perfect banana. Like it was okay. the perfect it was yellow, not a, a tinge of green, not a tinge of brown. It was like the Tuesday banana. You had the perfect banana. Yeah, the Tuesday, Wednesday banana is where it's at. I if you, you shop on Sundays. Sure, of course. Monday's green, Friday's brown. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? You yeah, feel you know, it's, it's funny when you're talking about food. Yeah. So the total gym, did you look at the total gym yet that Boomer gave us? Yeah, yeah I've set it up in my uh, bedroom. Okay, so we I have Quite it set large. up in the yeah, yes, it is big. I have it set up in the basement. Okay. And I like that it comes with a diet guide. Now, I don't know if you looked at it yet. Did you? I did no? not look at the diet guide. So it's very interesting in that when you look through it, it's the most realistic diet I've ever seen. I mean, this diet includes and allows two slices of pizza of plain pizza, nothing mm. more. Two slices of plain pizza on Friday night for dinner. Nice. I'm like, wow, I'm in. It allows two waffles with, um, I think it's like four tablespoons of syrup. Now, again, you're scaling back what people probably eat. Probably people have four waffles with, you know, two cups of syrup. Hell yeah. But it does allow for these types of foods as long as everything is in moderation and it does have a calorie count. The best part of it, though, is the dinner. You know how many how much meat they give you for dinner? Mm, six ounces. Two. Oh. Which is, you might as well shave some ham and have two slices of that because two ounces of meat is nothing. Yeah, when I was I used to um, measure my chicken and right. I would do four ounces. It's really nothing. It's so nothing. Th- half of that is really nothing. So I went from saying this is like the greatest diet I've ever seen. Yeah. To, oh, come on. Another, there's always a catch. Yes. There, there's always a catch. Two ounces of meat products. Oh, come on. and Give me a break. 
Yeah, somebody nothing. called in today about the whole vegan, vegetarian. The guy said he watched that uh, the the same documentary we'd seen, but there's a bunch of different documentaries, and and listen, none of them none of them put meat in a in a great um, light. You know, there's right. a lot goes on in the meat industry. It looks like a disaster, but and nowadays everything though, like when you go, oh well, when you go to the store, get grass fed, get anti uh, the biotic one, no with no antibiotics and organic and that's every every like Gina will sometimes when I'm going to the store to get like chicken or something she'll go make sure you get the um the one that has no antibiotics I'm like none of them do anymore like that you can't go into the store and get chicken that's been filled up with growth hormones they they don't do that anymore as far as right I know. sure sure I don't think they do anyway I think they're all like I think all the the meats you see and unless you go to a real bad place I think they're all fit under this. Um, you know, humane way of raising and not jacking them up with medication and all that stuff. Because remember, they were we were being told like women were getting their periods, yes, early in life because of the all the hormones in the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I do think that's been corrected by the FDA. Yeah, and you just hope. I mean, that's the other thing. You really hope that these companies are abiding by it. You know, if you have a small farm in Pennsylvania that you're buying stuff from. Who's like? Where's the oversight? You don't know that there is, right? Like if I had, if I had a meat company, I would just put like organic, grass fed, no GMOs, no hormones, just because I just put it on the package, right? Because who's going to fact check you? Who's checking me? I guess now the I, USDA has to check all of the meat products in the country. I, I'm sure they do, but From my point is, most of the time they're not. They're yeah. taking your word for it. Yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine that there's a guy in a suit over uh, overseeing everything every day. Right. Spot checks, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not in that world. I have a uh, recommendation for kids who drive, kids who are old enough to drive, okay. but don't have a job yet. All right. Or, or That's this, right up my son's alley right now. Yeah. <laughs> so Gina's son just started doing uh, f- these food deliveries. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's on DoorDash. Okay. It's so awesome. Like he Is he making he, money? He is. He's and he's so into it now. And I thought it was a great idea cuz he goes when he wants to go. He'll go out at lunch if he's not in school or he'll go out at dinner. Mm-hmm. And he makes these runs and then when he doesn't want to do it anymore, he stops for the night. And it reminded me of when I was a paperboy many years ago and we used to have to collect the money from the customers. It was brutal. And every week you had to collect, and there would be some weeks where you never could get a hold of the people, and two weeks yeah. would go by in three weeks. And me and my friend Rob, his mom used to take us to the Route 1 flea market in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and we used to like to buy wrestling magazines and baseball cards. So he and I both used to keep a couple customers where we wouldn't go, we wouldn't collect from them for like a month. And then when we were about to go to the flea market, we'd hop on our bikes and go to the customers that owed us like five weeks get right. our cash and then we'd have cash to spend at the uh, uh for on the wrestling magazine very smart yeah similar way i'm thinking this for for younger people who have a car they'll just be like hey we're gonna hey this weekend we're gonna go out we're gonna have party we're gonna i'm gonna need some cash let me go do a couple doordash runs or uber yeah. Eats runs hey, it's a great idea how much uh, now i because i know mike the guy here left the CBS Sports Radio Network. He was to Boomer do Uber uh, Geo's, Eats. Yeah, yeah, Geo's old producer. 
Now, he left to go drive Uber Eats full-time, right? Full-time, yeah. And he's it. making money, right? Yeah, I think he's ma- he's making more than he was making uh, as a producer. That's amazing. Do you think? Yeah. Of, I guess my question would be: at some point, it's gotta it's gotta flatten out. There's gonna be too many people out there trying to deliver. No, I I don't know. I would think so. But the other thing, like I know Uber Eats is different than DoorDash. DoorDash will do other things too. Like you could send somebody to go to like CVS to get you stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and. I'm also finding out that Walmart uses DoorDash for same-day deliveries. Oh, interesting. So like, like you might, if you're a DoorDash person, you might get a call to go deliver a desk. I could sign up for DoorDash. I was thinking that too then because I was like, why don't, I, why don't me and Jerry do DoorDash in the afternoons? <laughs> I would, listen, I got college tuition starting in two years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my five twenty nine plan is fine, but I can tell you this, Al. As I was on our uh, our investment uh, website the other yeah. day on, in our account, I ain't got enough to pay for four years college. Right. I've been I've been putting in no joke. I've been putting in. I want to say now you got to remember it's two kids, so it's I want to say we've done three hundred and twenty five dollars a month for the last ten years. Wow. I I don't have enough money to pay for college. <laughs> I'm not even close. That's incredible. Not even close. I think I think our college fund has about 40 I think $44,000 we have in it. Yeah. That's for two kids? Yeah. That's what am I doing with that? I don't know. Hence why I made the deal with my son if he goes to Rutgers, stays in state that I will pay for I will buy him a car. So, because that, then all of a sudden I do have enough to pay for him to go to Rutgers. Right. And then I'll deal with the little guy at a later date. <laughs> we hope it's he becomes horrible. a YouTube star. Dude, it's it's brutal. And you and you know, it's funny because a friend of mine, he's like, that's all you did was $325 a month. Yes. Like, what? How, how much, much am I supposed, supposed to put, to put in? in? I mean, and God what was Almighty. the total it gave you in, in all that time? I think we have, I think we have $44,000 saved up. That's unbelievable. College. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's made wow. money, but it has not made anything like they tell you it's going to make. Right. Matthew is 16. We started it when he was, I think we started when he was four or five. So it's been 10 or 11 years we've put into it. And it's, again, wow. it's made some money, but it's not like, it's not made 15% or anything like that. If you do 325, so for the year, that's 3,900 times 10 equals 39,000. So that thing's not making anything. I think but I do think, you know, I think it's 10. Yeah, maybe maybe he was 6 when we started. I think I think we're right around the 10-year mark. Yeah. So it's made it it's made probably 4 grand. So I guess technically you could say it's made 9 or 10%, sure, I guess. But you know, whatever. It's okay. Mm. It's not great. All right, so then uh we become DoorDash delivery guys. Uh, listen, I have said I'll never forget the conversation I had with Dove Kramer once, and I have always said that I make more money than I ever thought doing this. And we are—I am by no means broke, but life is so incredibly expensive, and a lot of it is our choice by putting our kids in private school and grammar school, which we didn't have to do. So I get it, and we—and li- I like to go away and do things. But I'll never forget—I said to him, I said, you know. I live a very comfortable life. I'm happy. I'd like to just make a little bit more if I could. I'm like, I've always wanted to work in the paint department at Home Depot. I'm like, <laughs> I think that would actually be fun. And I remember him looking at me. He goes, you can't do that. I'm like, why? 
He goes, you'd embarrass us. Wow. I said, who am I embarrassing? He goes, well, how could you do that? You were. I'm like, yeah, no, listen, I don't need the money, but it would be nice to tuck a little aside in a different direction. I said, it'd be fun. And then forget, he looked, he was mortified when I said it. Like, I'll tell you right. the other thing it's doing, like for Gina's son, he's looking at time that he would normally just maybe sit down and watch TV or go on the phone and going, yeah. hmm, I can make a couple bucks here. Uh, yes, sure can. Would you say it turns the makes, Would you say it makes fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour? Yes, that's pretty good. He's past that mark. Yeah. Oh, he's past that on average. Yeah, but he just started doing it. But so he's but uh, quickly you know, trying to get used to it. But yeah, you just see how, and I think I would be the same way if I started doing that. When you go, hmm, I gotta go watch this show. I really don't want to watch for a half hour. Go make a few deliveries and make thirty bucks. I agree. You know, and it just puts right in your in your account, right? Yeah, it goes right in your account. That's awesome. I yeah, think that's great. Cool. Yes, I, I totally think it's a great agree. job. Like if you don't want to be tied to a schedule, sure, right? For young people that don't want to be tied to a schedule, or yeah, anybody that can't be tied to a schedule. I love the idea of doing that if it's not meals. If you're telling me Walmart and seeing places like that, I love yeah. the idea of doing that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. How do well, you decide what you want? Well, that's the thing. You can't. You have to, oh. if, if you're in the area, you either take it or if you don't take it, you go to the back of the line of all the other drivers in the area. Oh, I see. So you're just you're just driving around, baby. Well, you must run through a lot of fuel. Jesus Christ. Electric so you're car. just... You're just driving around or wait or hanging out in your car in a certain spot. Yeah. And it pops up because I remember an Uber driver telling me once the most, yes. the hardest thing about doing it was if you didn't accept it immediately, there were 17 others that would. And yeah. too many times you would accept it and then be like, oh my God, this guy's got a terrible rating. What did I do? Right. Yeah. This is a, I, I believe a similar thing. I have to talk to him about it uh, more in depth because I'm actually very interested in it. But supposedly, yeah, if you, if you say no to something, then you go to the back of the line of the people in your area. Interesting. And speaking yeah. of all this money, raising money, so the people at Cameo actually contacted me. I'm sure you too and everybody else. And I was thinking this. First of all, I'm not popular enough to do that. But I did think, what if I did it for 100% charity? Why not? Well, but then, then, well, you can. Well, because here's, here's what I'm thinking. Because you sit there and say, well, why would you do that? A, to help people, one. B, what if I did 50% to an, just a charity? Like, you know, if I did six months out of the year to the Boomer Esiason Foundation and six months out of the year to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and the other 50% went to my baseball team as a fundraiser to pay all their fees. You can do that, yeah. I see what you're saying because then you don't feel like a loser doing it. Yeah, because I don't I, listen. I don't need to do that, but whatever. I mean, I, I'm. I think it's interesting, and it's a nice way to raise money for others. And there's certainly a benefit to me in that case because I'd be helping out the other ten kids on my team with all the travel that we do, and all the. I mean, the fees are ridiculous with what we do yeah. with the stupid baseball. I thought that was an interesting concept. If I actually said yes, I like it. Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I think like it. it. Yeah, I sort of do, but I'm not sure. What else right, you have raise money? Any other way to raise money? While we're I going? have no other way for you to raise money, <laughs> but I do have a, something else for you. It's called the warm-up show. All right. And it gets underway right here. So. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, Tuesday morning in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri down the Jersey Shore in Bradley Beach still, but the days are dwindling. The old man by the sea and his puppy, his name is Albert Lewis Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. It's going to hit me on April 1st, April Fool's Day. April, I'm hoping. Hey, no fool. I'm hoping this whole thing is just one big joke, Jerry, and that on April Fool's Day, management's going to come to me and go, just kidding, stay home another year. That's tell you what this, I'm hoping for. When you, well, they're not going to do that. When you oh. do come back, we got to do something about these postal trucks around the area. Postal trucks? You can't park anywhere. I'll have them all towed, Jerry. I oh. have a, I've got a new towing service, Al's Towing Service. I'll Fine. have all cars and trucks towed. That don't allow me to park for free in New York City or pay. I'll even pay, Jerry. I'll pay to park. Well, you can pay to park, but I counted seven postal trucks. And here's the thing that's really annoying, Al, yeah. is they they space out the trucks oh, yeah. to tease you like there's enough space in yeah, it's between. A, it's, it's a game plan. It's wrong, man. And then yeah. there's there's a van that's on the corner of Hudson and Charlton, that or Hudson and King, excuse me. That has been parked in the same spot oh, years since before you went home permanently. Oh, yeah. No, that's been and that's it's ridiculous. That, that thing's been there forever. What, a what joke. about this? I buy a, a, a mail truck and I make that my commuter car, and then I could just park wherever. Oh, good for you. You Isn't better get here. You better get here on the night before, though. So there's somewhere to park that thing. All right, Jerry. Uh, I'm wearing a shirt today that um, I don't know if you've done this before when you've put a shirt on and then you go, you know what? I'm going to give you one more shot. I'm going to. I have not. Uh, it feels a little snug. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this shirt. I'm gonna wear it today. And at the end of this day, I'm gonna make a judgment call whether this was the final appearance. Okay. Of this shirt. I mean, you weigh 150 pounds. I know, but and this is the problem with not only women's clothing, men's clothing. There's no universal sizes. I agree with that. That's a hundred percent right. Even within the same company that you buy shirts from. Like, uh, let's say uh, I love, uh, I used to love uh, Lucky Jeans, right? The Lucky Jeans store. I could buy a large t-shirt in three different t-shirts and have three different size yeah. larges. Yeah, and the different cuts of materials make the sizes different. I'm wearing a hoodie today, a light, thin hoodie that is a large, and it fits me snug. And Well, uh, you, did you get the um, the man's? This is a man's, yeah. I'm pretty sure. sure. Pretty sure I shopped in the men's section. Because that could be part of the problem. So this is it. This is uh, this is a big day for this hoodie that I have on today. It's is is make or break. It will either be donated to another gentleman who could fit into it, or it'll go uh, back. You know, after it's washed, of course. Either way, it's going to get washed. Then it will either go back into my rotation, or it will go to another man who will fit more appropriately. I'll Marie Kondo it. I will thank it for its God. service and send it on its way. Ugh. Jerry, we had a big Nets Knicks game last night. 
James Harden got himself another triple double. What'd you think of the ending? Um, I don't like this Julius Randle from the Knicks going after a referee. Not the best look. You know what? I, and I'm glad you brought that up because I did write down the referee's name. His name is Scott Foster. Let me see how old of a gentleman this is. Scott Foster, NBA ref. You think the internet will have his age? Yes, oh, first I do. Of all, okay, so he's been a ref for over 26 years. He's 53 years old. Julius Randle can't go after this guy. You're right. He made it look like, I don't know that he was going to go beat up the referee, but he was going to go get in his face. He made sure he knew he was displeased, that's for sure. Yeah, now I'm looking at this fella as a 53-year-old man. He's in pretty good shape, as you imagine most referees are. You know, they've got to uh, they've got to run the court. He looks like he does some bench presses. But would he be able to beat up or defend himself against uh, Julius Randle? Probably not. I would think not. Now, we don't know. Listen, I'm not saying Julius Randle is going to go beat up the referee, but he was... He wanted, as you said, he wanted it known that he was not pleased with this travel call at the end of the game. So I'm not sure. All these years I've been doing basketball and and watching it, and I fell asleep. I watched the fourth quarter this morning. And, you know, because especially when you read about the comeback the Knicks had, and not that they got all the way back, but they got really close. Um, All these years doing basketball, I actually thought that if the defender gets his hand on the ball, that you are allowed to go up and down like he did. And then I'm reading, I guess you've got to knock the ball away to reestablish to be able to go up and down. So I think the confusion might be, you know, understanding the rule because it does appear that Kyrie Irving hits the ball for sure. But it also looks like Randall never lost control of it, which is why the why the travel is called. But it's it's really amazing. All these years I've done games, how things pop up and you don't I, I don't know the rules on everything for sure. And that was one I was a little confused on myself. So Julius Randle went to take a jump shot, yes? He goes, yes. leaves his feet. Right. The ball is touched by the defender. It looks like it to me, yeah, that Kyrie Irving definitely swiped the ball. Randle then lands, and right. they call the trap. Correct. So, like, it's an up and down. If he goes, if, if he goes for a jump shot and then decides, I'm not going to shoot it and goes back down on the ground, it's up and down. It's a travel, absolutely. But in this case, Irving hit the ball, which I thought – allows him to go back down, and I'm wrong because as long as you don't lose possession and the ball's not bobbled, that's where it changes, I Julius Randle should have just run with the ball because that doesn't get called as a travel in the <laughs> NBA anymore. Well, it does from the three-point line. <laughs> what this uh, this up and down is. So, yeah, he went uh, – there was almost a brouhaha. Now, the Knicks had shoved him back into the locker room, and after the game, it seemed like Julius Randle had uh, cooled off and didn't want to really discuss the situation. Well, he better further. because Al, if he goes off on the referee after the game, it's whatever. It, what he did at the end there is likely to get him some sort of discipline from the league. I don't know if it's a suspension or anything like that, but I could certainly see him being fined if he would have went and went off on the refs afterwards. You compound the problem, and you know what? The way the Knicks are playing, they need this guy. He can't go out there and do that stuff. As upset I as he might hearing, be, here he's he's the MVP. He's not the MVP. That's what I hear on the board. He's on not the even going to be show. on the final ballot of MVPs. Oh. He might be the MVP of the Knicks. Yes, 100%. No one's going to argue that. He's wouldn't not the have, MVP of the league. Wouldn't it have been wild, Jerry, if like Julius Randle, this young, strapping man, muscular athlete in his prime, went after a 53-year-old ref, and the ref just went, boom! <laughs> like Bob Barker did to Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just drop them and be yes. like, "Don't come at me." <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, what was the? I, just, what was the name of that movie? Ay, ay, ay. 
the Adam Billy Sandler. Yeah, no, not Billy Madison. The Adam Daddy Sandler daycare. Golf. No, keep going through the Adam Sandler movies. No, what the yeah. hell was the name uh-huh. of that movie? Mm-hmm. Everyone's screaming. Oh at come us on! Because I, so I just watched it. it the other day. Big That's Daddy. Happy Gilmore. Thank Happy you, Eddie. Gilmore. You can turn your mic on and say it. It's good. It wasn't oh, my yes. information. It was from TV. That's okay. So Happy Gilmore. TV. That was when Bob Barker kicked the crap out of yeah. uh, out of Adam Sandler. That's what we need. You could, hey you you already hit on it that when. These officials go out to ref a game. They look chiseled. Yeah, this so, guy, 53, Jerry, and he's never in good know. shape. You never know. I'm telling you, these big 10 refs I see, they're in better shape than some of the players. What if he was just able to put Julius Randle in some sort of wrestling move just to restrain him, like I, um, like an arm bar, figure four leg lock, take him down to the floor and put him in a leg lock? Would have been better if his teammates did that. Oh yes, and they did. They pushed him away. Yes. They got they shoved him to the where the locker room hallway they is. They got him out. Get him out. Get him out of here. Get him out. Not get out him here. here. Get him out of here. Exactly. Out of here. There you go. So the Nets won that game, so are they now the Kings of New York? That's the question, Jerry. <laughs> That's a really good. I mean, what's amazing is they keep winning games. They don't even have Durant on the floor. They've got Griffin and waiting. I mean, they're gonna get better, which is crazy. So they're good, you know. Who's and the be Knicks their are main... a good team, too, by the way. They really are. Who's going to be the Nets' main competition, Jerry, as we get down to the stretch of the season? I think the Sixers. I think the Bucks. Uh, I think that's it in the East. And then when you get to the finals. I mean, if you you know, if Anthony Davis is back and you got LeBron and Anthony Davis out in L.A., I know the Nets have the big three and the Lakers got the two. It's still LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I, I don't think this notion that the Nets are just going to waltz to a championship is accurate. It's going to be difficult. My, you know, will their first-round playoff series you know, go relatively smoothly? Probably. Um, but the conference finals, I think, will be very difficult. And I think if they get to the NBA finals, I think it'll be very difficult. It's not going to be easy. The problem is there's just not many teams on their level. But when they get to that level, that's when all of a sudden we're going to see if they can play defense. You know, James Harden after the game, I just listened to him a little while ago. He's talking about mucking it up and, you know, you got to play defense down the stretch. And you, Well, start doing it then, you know, because they don't defend. At some point, they're going to have to, though. I was just Googling to see if the Milwaukee Bucks ever won an NBA championship. Didn't they win in the 70s with, uh, with Jabbar? 1971. Lou Cinder. They won 1971, Jerry. They were in it in 74, but lost to the Boston Celtics. All right, then. See that? Is Milwaukee a big basketball town now? Like, you think there's tons of Milwaukee Bucks fans? I don't know the answer to that because I've never been there, but I will tell you that place was packed last year. I mean, they got Giannis. They've been a good team. So, you know, is is this? I don't know. Are they the type of team they only show up when they win? Probably. That's most cities. Not every place has the garden where the team can be terrible and still get 18,000 fans. Jerry, who's more popular, Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Brewers? Oh, that's a good question. Because I think, you know, I think it's the same thing. When the Brewers are good, people go. And when the Brewers stink, you get 8,000 people there. Um, Who was more popular in 1981? I'm Gorman Thomas, Ben Ogilvy, Brewers in 1981. Robin Yown, Paul Molitor, Sal Bando, Ted Simmons. I'm going to say today the Bucks are more popular. Yeah, I would say that as well. But I think overall the Brewers are and have been. Because I still think, for the most part, the NBA team is more, in most cities, the NBA team is more popular than the MLB team. Uh, probably. I mean, I, guess, I mean, not here. Not here, probably not Boston. 
Right. I mean, there's certain places. I mean, in Chicago during the Jordan days, for sure. But right now, it's not even close. I think the White Sox are more popular than the what? Bulls. You know, let alone, I didn't even mention in the Cubs. But yeah, I mean, it depends on where you are. I agree. Right now, does anybody compete with the Lakers in L.A. right now? No. I don't think so. The Chargers don't. The Rams don't. The Lakers are it. Not yet, but wait until LeBron's Justin Herbert. Wait until Justin Herbert starts lighting it up. Al, I disagree. I just Light I don't think up. they care about football out there. I really don't. Oh. I but but it's always been a Laker town, and I think it always will be. We got to get Jack Nicholson at those Charger games. That'll How old turn, is he now? That'll turn things around. Jack Nicholson. Let me. It's got to be. Jerry. I saw a few I'm good men the asked. other day, and what was crazy was I noticed it was I think 1991, I think or 92. That movie came out, and he looked old then. He's 83 years old. He's 83. Wow. Jerry, he was born in the town over from where I'm broadcasting right now, Neptune City, New Jersey. Did not know that. Mm. Did you know that that, that he was I from knew there? he was in this area. I knew he was in the Bradley Beach area at one point. And where does Bill Parcells live? Wasn't he down there in Spring Lake? Bill Parcells? Yeah, right, Eddie? Wasn't Bill Parcells G- a Jersey Shore guy? B- B- not Barnegat. That's too far south. Yeah. Where is he from? Gina swears she sees... Um, Jack and Nicholson walking on the boardwalk. Maybe she does. I don't think so. Why? Because she she likes to think she sees celebrities. Oh, she's one of she's making stuff up. She's one of those people, Jerry. Oh, okay. I, I was not aware of that. I'm trying she's to. Like, find... I think I saw Jack Nicholson on the boardwalk. No, you didn't. Parcells yeah. used to be in Seagirt. She'll be like, yeah, he was walking with a small dog. I'm like Jack Nicholson was not walking with a small dog on the Spring Lake boardwalk. Why he was with Helen March. Hunt, wasn't he? Maybe it's the same That's dog. That's true. That's true. He did have that dog with Helen Hunt. A small little rat looking like dog. When he had OCD in that movie, right? Yes. I think she might see him. How about that? That'd be awesome. She gets a photo with Jack Nicholson on a boardwalk. Yeah. Jersey. I still want to run into Bruce Springsteen at some point. I know you do. I know. When is that going to happen, Jerry? Probably isn't unless you continue to hang out by his driveway. He's getting older. I'm getting older. We're not getting any younger. I know. I know. Have you been to his house recently? No. Ever you can't since, see it from the road. Ever since you moved out of Matawan, you don't get to drive by anymore. No, I don't do the drive by. <laughs> the creep drive by. Nope. <laughs> the creep drive by. Well, I tell you, what has Mr. happened to you? You've got the creep drive by, and you've got binoculars to stare at women on the beach. What a creep! Oh, Gina and I had the binoculars out uh, over the weekend, look checking people out on the bo- on the beach to see how far we could see. I'm she glad you're not really going to use. This. She goes, you're not really using these to look at bikini girls, like Jerry says. Like, no, oh, I'm looking at know. whales. <laughs> I'm whale watching up here. <laughs> and never mind. All right, let's take a break. It's 518, just getting started. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. It is a Tuesday morning here on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry. Two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, a lot of people getting that. I love that. Tony 5 at 5. It's Tuesday on the fan. Hey, did, real quick, Al, did you see, because I saw John Boy put the video out, and I know it was Saturday, so it kind of got lost. Did you see the guy on the Pirates swing and miss at the Darren O'Day slider, and it hit him right in the family jewels? 
so the ball's coming in, a pitch, he takes a slice at it and then misses and whoosh. Yeah. Talk about I did not insult see that. to injury. Yes. And this this was Yankees. I think it was Tony Walters on the Pirates. And O'Day's got that drop down type of delivery. And he goes after it, swings and misses, and the thing just kind of curves in right to his uh, area. And hit him right there. Brutal. I mean, I've seen. Oh, he went down. Yeah. Yeah, he went down. I mean, what do you think? What a pitch, a slider to the cojones. (laughs) Yes. And one of the we actually swung at. (laughs) Man, that's tough. (laughs) He was probably like, I better hit this or it's going to hit me in the cojones. (laughs) I'll tell you, I have kids that will swing at any pitch. It's amazing to me. They will swing at pitches coming at their face, and they still hit the yeah. ball. It's like, thank God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? You're just trying to protect yourself at that point. Self-defense. <laughs> yeah, self-defense. True. Jerry, yesterday we got some signings in the NFL. I guess the free some. agency uh, situation kicked in. This is another thing that's fun. Like, fugazi is a good word fugazis. you like to use. This whole, it's the tampering part of it. But we can't, you know, the players can't. Dude, 19,000 19, guys signed yesterday. Yes, no, not many with the Jets. I only saw one dude, no, Gerard the, no, Davis. The, no, the Jets got Carl Lawson and they got Corey Davis. Who are those guys? Lawson's a pass rusher. He's a defensive yeah. end. He got three years and $45 million. We like and him? David. Well, I don't care. I'm not a Jet fan, but I think oh. it's a good signing. And the Jets okay. got uh, also a former receiver from the Titans, who I believe was a former first-round pick, Corey Davis, three years, $37 million. Hmm. Take it for them. Yeah. So, no, they got actually active last night. Oh, okay. My favorite uh, signing, though, was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. To Washington. Going to Washington, his ninth NFL team. You think it's his goal to play for all 32 teams? That would be so awesome. <laughs> now, Jerry, do you think you can rattle off, other than Washington, he's, he's uh, played for eight other teams. I have them in front of me. Can you think of the Ryan Fitzpatrick teams he's started games for? Well, Miami, the Jets. Right, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So that's four right there. You're killing it already. Well, the Bills. The Bills. That's five. Five. Um, I got to think now. Right now, it gets a little difficult. Oh, of course, it gets very difficult because he's been to a lot of different places. Yeah, he's been all over. Uh, Baltimore, no. Pittsburgh, no. I got to start running through Jacksonville. Oh, no, nope. No oh no, Jacksonville, no. Why did I think he was in Jacksonville? Think of a yeah. nice post-game press conference he had a couple of years ago with his shirt all open. Shirtless. And he was uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, right. Forgot about that. I'll hit you with the rest yeah, of them. Uh, we'll go backwards. Dolphins, Bucks, Jets, Houston Texans. I forgot about that. Tennessee Titans. Forgot about that. Uh, the Bills, as you mentioned. The Bengals, as you mentioned. He and was he... the starting quarterback for the Titans? Yeah. I actually do recall I that. I don't remember 2013. That. Okay. And he came into the league with the St. Louis Rams. His wife must be like, where are we going now? (laughs) When his Google photos come up, like last year you were here, it's like always a different city and state. (laughs) It's pretty close. He doesn't stay anywhere longer than two or three. What do you think has been his longest stay? Well, I'm looking here. uh, Rams, uh, two seasons, Bengals, two seasons. Uh, His longest stay was actually Buffalo, three seasons. And the Jets That's was two? It. Everything else was two or one. See, I would have thought the Jets was three. The Jets was yeah. two. Man, 15 and 16 for the Jets. You talk about, he's like a gypsy. He just moves from place it. to place to place. I love it, Jerry. Yeah. Well, Washington a, next. Yeah. Good for him. And right now they say he's going into camp as the starter. Well, who else they got? 
Oh, they don't have anybody. No, they got rid of Alex Smith. They traded what's his name to Pittsburgh. I'm blanking out on his name. Their first round pick. Dwayne Haskins. Yes, he's in Pittsburgh. So yeah, I mean, why not go get him? Uh, I saw Jameis Winston's back with the Saints. That is correct. Gronk is back with the Patriots. That is correct. And I did also see the Patriots signed uh, Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver. Matthew Judon as well. Do you like this uh, Aguilar? Is he still like a okay. legit receiver? He's a good NFL receiver, yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the one that I hear the quote-unquote experts talking about is yeah. Jonu Smith, the tight end. You'll make is a that big right? impact. I have no idea. Big splash, Jerry? Yes. And the Chiefs, who got rid of their offensive tackles uh, on Friday, both of them, they signed Joe Tooney from the Patriots. He got $80 million, I believe. Yeah. so That's what I need, $80 a lot million. Going on. I'm so glad that uh, you know players can't visit teams and sign deals. No, it's the tampering. <laughs> right. And then Tom Brady did something fugazi yesterday. He put out a video where he said, hey, everybody. I'm giving you my cell phone number. Oh, what phony number is this? So you can text me, and we'll be able to uh, communicate with you instead of going through social media where it's all you suck tweets from so Jets fans. So what new business is this? I don't know. but it went, So the New York Post did an article about it that they're, they're like, Tom Brady gave it us number, so we texted it, and it. And they said, of course, you know, an automated thing came back uh, that said we're going to start using this. Uh, you can reach out to me. Really, it's just a way for him to – Pump out his probably, yeah. TV you know, twelve method. Don't eat tomatoes today. Yeah, that's probably true. Have you ever read that book? I thumbed through it. It is so restrictive. I don't know how anybody does. Yeah, that. it really is. It's I'm out here much. living, Jerry. I'm out here living life. Are you eating half a bag of Tostitos again? No, I am off the Tostitos. You've been off them still, huh? Yeah, I'm off the Tostitos. Man, I won't give those up. I enjoy those too much. It's the one thing I had to quit, and it's the one thing where, and trust me. Having an addict, quote unquote, addiction to Tostitos is not nearly a real addiction like the others are. But I understand part of the thought process, yeah. which is you bargain with yourself, mm-hmm. you, you rationalize, you rationalize, you don't bring it into the house, and you bring it into the house because you're gonna because you rationalize how you're gonna eat it. So I do have a bag still taunting me that's in the cabinet. Oh, it's, you do? It's unopened, <laughs> and um. I'm using it as uh, just, you know, it's now, of course, I started eating those flat pretzels instead, but I, I feel like I don't eat as many of them. At They're one not sitting. as good as Tostitos. They're not as good as Tostitos. You know, it's funny you say terrific. you've got the bag sitting there because I think it was 1980, I think 1983, we went to, we used to go see my family in California every year. And I think it was, I think the year was 83. My mother decided she was going to stop smoking. And she had the pack of cigarettes for the trip when she got out there. And she thought the end of the trip, that's when she would stop. And when she got off the plane, she's like, you know what? I'm good right now. And then right now turned into a couple of hours, turned into a day, turned into never again. And she still has that pack of cigarettes unopened in her cigarette pouch with the lighter. And she's See never that? gotten rid of it, just like you've got the Tostitos. So perhaps, now this is 1983, this is 2021, 17, so that's 38 years ago. Do you think when you are 89 in 38 years that you will still have that bag of Tostitos in your condo it's, in Bradley Beach? It's possible. It is possible <laughs> that they're going to, and they're probably still, the expiration date probably hasn't, uh, will not have it. And they still be yet. good. <laughs> yeah, they still be good because it's uh, it's in the packaging still. You know which ones I can't get enough of now are the the um, the avocado um, Tostitos, the flat ones. 
They and are so good. They're avocado flavored. I believe they're avocado flavored Tostitos. Yeah, there's a little bite to them, but they are outstanding. Yeah, I don't go for those flavored ones. Like I people, usually don't either. These are really good, though, Al. People love the hint of lime ones. I don't. I don't go for. No, that, I Jerry. don't care for those. I'm with you on that. I but I think me and you are in lockstep with the multi-grain Tostitos scoops. Yeah, I'm terrific. telling you, these are out, especially with a beer. Oh, oh yeah, they are so. I could eat an entire bag of those on a Friday night. Oh, I could easily. Well, I would. The problem was I was eating half a bag with every lunch. No, I, was I get having. it. I totally get it. All right. Simply speaking, half a bag. We're half past five. How about that? Mm. Little transition. Uh, Boomer and Geo at the top. We've got a lot more to do, quite frankly, because we're ripping through these stories. Uh, we'll do that, and then we'll get you to the top as soon as we can, right here on the fan. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo. And a little slip up from Al. Want to correct yourself? <laughs> yeah. Many alert Twitter followers and warm up show listeners told me that uh, I said that the uh, that Gronk resigned with the Patriots. Slip of the tongue. He resigned with the with the Bucks, but when I see Tom Brady, I still see the Patriots. So do I, and I think I even said a couple of times leading into the Super Bowl, <laughs> Brady yeah. and the Patriots. So yeah, it's so confusing. Yeah, well, it's it's where it's twenty years of being at the same place. You get very yes. used to it. So I and plus, you know, Gronk was there. You still think Pats? So I'm with you. I understand. I, you corrected. You're wrong. You're good. Jerry, the most uh, the strangest story of the day involves the following. It involves Happy Days star Potsy. Is that Anson Williams? That's correct. Uh, Tiger Woods falling asleep at the wheel. Okay. And staying awake while driving. Right. Now, Happy Days star Anson Williams came out and said that uh, if Tiger Woods had been using his product, Alert Drops, he would not have fallen asleep at the wheel. Oh, okay. That he and his grandfather came up with this thing where they said that if you squirt lemon juice in your mouth, it wakes you up. So this is, let's see, a single spray of the tongue stimulates mm-hmm. the lingual nerve. The ning- the lingual nerve. Which will react to specific tastes. We got to try this. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking right now. It's we got to suck on some lemons when we, uh, once I get back uh, to the city with this long commute. I'll be sucking lemons on my ride home. What do you think Anson Williams' net worth is? Expected net worth online is? He's Potsy from Happy Days. His well, net that's worth. What you told me, yeah. Yeah. His net worth is $2 million. Did you look that up already? No. I got it at 1.8. Nice. How about this uh, odd story about Potsy from Happy Days? His real last name is Heimlich, and his grandfather Heimlich did the maneuver. Maneuver, Heimlich maneuver, dude. You're kidding me. No, and that he wanted his grandfather to put out this uh, this new thing where you squirt lemon juice in your throat to wake yourself up to save more people, See, like, like Tiger why Woods. Didn't we think of this. To shoot lemon, to suck on lemons on our ride. To come home? up with some way to keep you awake when yeah. you're driving that is free right. of drugs and alcohol. Sharks, man. I'd like to take Potsy, the Heimlich maneuver. You, Eddie Scazzeri, we all go and head over to Shark Tank. I got to tell you, not cheap. Pitch this to Mark Cuban. What's he selling these for? Ten bucks a bottle. Ten bucks, a and they're, they're like they're not big, like they're. And now you can get twelve of them for fifty bucks. That's where it gets cheap. Why don't we just squirt lemon juice in our mouths? Well, I think it's more than just lemon juice. I wonder. If, I bet you, you know who probably has great ideas for staying awake on long drives? Truckers. Um. Yes, I have one friend that has done it for a while. He's a trucker. 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he does use stimulants that you shouldn't. Oh, he's an amphetamine dude? He's, yeah. I mean, he's gotten to a point where because of the hours he works and, you know, sometimes you're driving for 12, 13 straight hours. He does the, um, he'll do the Boston to Florida run a lot. Damn. And everywhere in between. And there's times it's hard, man. And so, as he will tell me, he's not proud of it, but it keeps him awake and alert. Um, so, you want to come up with something that is drug-free. Maybe this is it. Alert drops. Let him know this, Jerry. Suck on some lemons. I, well, I don't know about I'm saying we on don't, lemons. I don't even know that we need the Potsy's uh, alert drops. Let's just suck on some lemons. Or sunflower seeds. I've always told you that works, Yeah, too. I don't know how to do that. I don't know I how don't, to How de-shell. do you not know how to do that? You, you must have a very... Um, very creative tongue, Jerry, that you're able to bite those seeds open, flip them around, spit out the shell, and chew the seed. It's really not that hard. You you're going to teach me. You put a whole... I, well, I told teach you I me, would, Jerry. but then you never want to do it. You, <laughs> you can take a whole handful, Yeah. you throw them on one side of your mouth, mm-hmm. and then you take one at a time, you snap them, you break them, you spit out the shell, you eat the seed. You're like a cockatiel the way you eat those uh, sunflower seeds. I'm like a cockatiel? Yeah, like we had a cockatiel growing up, and so it used to we. eat sunflower seeds like that. It would bite it, it would crack the shell, and then in its sharp beak, it would keep the... Yeah, you spit the shell out, eat the seed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be at when we're going to have our seed eating. <laughs> seed eating contest? <laughs> well, it's more like a class. <laughs> mm. uh, well, as soon as I come back, April 7th. April 7th. We'll do right. it on video for Izzo so he could show uh, that, that that you're teaching me how to eat sunflower seeds. I'll have a be... whole bag of David's sunflower seeds for you. That way I'll be driving home, long drive, anyone who's got the long commute. I'll be shoving the sunflower seeds in my mouth. I'll be squirting lemon juice down my throat. I'll be life wide awake. It's life-changing. Life changing. Um, because you won't have the fear of fall of worrying about falling asleep. Right. I promise you it works better than anything I've ever done to stay awake. All right. Jerry, uh, good news. Uh, A-Rod has flown to the Dominican Republic to be with J-Lo, and he has tagged her in his Instagram well, post. Well, this is good news for you because you care about this crap. <laughs> I don't. Jerry, lives are hanging in the balance right now. Well, I, you know what I feel for? His kids. Yes. Because his kids probably the thought they had a new stepmom coming, even yes. though she's not going to replace their mom, but at least more stability. It will, but this, is whole, this whole situation has been weird. Mm-hmm. So if they are good to go... Good for the kids. As far as J-Lo and A-Rod, I don't give a bleep. You don't care. No. But you are concerned for the children and uh, that sort of stuff. Always concerned for the children. Yeah, like that's the biggest thing about divorce. You know, you feel bad for the kids because while ultimately they'll, you hope, are okay, God, that first year's got to just be brutal for them. Right. I would think. Plus you had a cool stepmom, J-Lo, that's cool. It seems like it. You remember when things were going well with them and they were posting those videos in their house in Florida? Yeah, they were having a good time for themselves. It, now, they might have been putting up a front, but it sure looked like they were having a good time. I don't think it was a front, Jerry. I thought I think they were feeling the love and they wanted to get it out on social media. I wonder if Gina's son feels the same way that A-Rod's love. kids feel about, you know, wow, J-Lo. Right. Like, Gina's son must be like, wow, Al Dukes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> You got to think that, of course, Jerry, that's happening. <laughs> now, he now towers over you. <laughs> yes, he's a man, and I'm still a boy somehow. Uh, Major League Baseball and YouTube are partnering, Jerry, for 21 exclusive streaming broadcasts now, for the 21 season. Now, can I just watch the game, Al, or am I going to have to sign up for YouTube TV? 
Uh, I think you can just watch the game, but don't quote me on that one, Jerry. If that's the case, that's fine. That That's fine. No problem. They're going to be rando games, though, and, like, you're not going to care about, like, they, they really think someone's going to care about, like, a, a Brewers-Royals game? Well, Facebook Live Probably put not. the Mets on the one game, remember? That's true. All that sent everyone into a tizzy. Yeah, so I could I could totally see them giving you a couple of uh, of key games. Why not? Old man Met fan couldn't figure out where to get that game that day. <laughs> old Facebook. Man, fan. <laughs> yeah, the old man Met fan. Yeah, it's different, that's for sure. But you know the beauty of baseball is? That's why you go to the radio. Right. You listen to oh, the us. radio. Jerry, the radio will never let you down. It's always there. Wherever <laughs> you are, whether that's going to sleep at night with your classic clock radio, whether that's in your automobile, whether you're streaming on a home device. You can always have the radio. I used to go to sleep with Steve Summers on the radio. Radio Goo Goo. Radio Gaga. You go to sleep with Steve Summers? He tucks you in? I used to listen to Steve before I went to bed, yes. Really? Yep, my clock radio. That's what I used to go to sleep to uh, almost mm. every night when I was a younger person. Easing. Is it weird that you, when you first met Steve Summers that this was the guy you went to bed with every night? Well, that's a weird way of saying it, but I will tell you that that's still one of the coolest moments I've had here was meeting him for the first time. After having uh, had him on your clock radio yeah. all those years. And, I, and you know, it's, what's interesting about that, more so him than anybody. Like, I knew Joe before he was here. Mike and the Mad Dog, sure, but it took me so long. I was at the station so long before I finally really met them. You know, it was Steve. Steve was the guy. He was, like, the first person I met when I got to the station, and I listened to him so long in the overnight. It was neat. Did you know what he looked like when you met him? No. Before you met him? No. That was the awesome no. part. Like, radio was cool back then when you didn't know what anybody looked like. You're right. You're absolutely right. Or how it worked or anything like that. I've always told you, when, when I just went on C-SPAN that one day, I taped it and couldn't wait to get home from school to watch it. Just to see what was going on. Just to see what Charles was like, Bernie, Lou. Like, you really got to, you know, you had this image in your mind listening to the show every day like I did. And I've always told you I listened to Imus. I didn't listen to Stern. Um, and so I would listen on the way to school and I couldn't wait to get home when that one day when he was on C-SPAN and I was fascinated watching it just because I didn't, I knew I wanted to get into this business, but I didn't understand or know anything about it. And that was like the first inside look that I really had. And then from there, everybody went on TV. When you first met Steve, was he a thin man like he is today? I don't remember Steve ever looking different, to be quite honest, right? Because Eddie, he had stopped. He was like changed his life by the mid to late 90s. Yeah. I think Steve looks the same now as he looked back then. Because I see pictures of him when he was in San Francisco. He had a little weight. He was a little heavier. Yeah. He was in a movie. What movie was he in? You remember the The name? The Visitor. The Visitor, yes. (laughs) Did you know that? He was in a film? No. Yes. I was not aware, no. Did not terrible uh, terrible science fiction movie. Yes, but he was in a movie. Hmm. Kind of cool. So when you got to meet him, you go, hi, I'm Jerry Recco. I've been to sleep with you every night. Again, you're getting weird. No, I. but I, did I tell him I listened to him every night? Of course yeah. I did. I was like one and of those dork that. interns. I <laughs> couldn't wait to tell him how much I listened to him. Hi, I'm Jerry, dork intern. I was a big <laughs> fan of yours. I was, even though he used to kill the Cowboys. He did it in such a funny way. Hmm. I found him amusing. All right. I like Steve. One more quick one. We got to go. Uh, Trevor Bauer, Jerry. Again. He's a tool. He's being a tool bag. He got a letter from Major League Baseball saying that he was uh, showing some sort of corporate logo on an undershirt. Yeah, his and he corporate his, logo. Is that what it was? His yes. corporate logo? It's for Bauer outage. Bauer outage. And he had uh, he had unbuttoned like the top button or two of his Dodger jersey so that the logo would show. 
Al, I said it before. He's, he's ticked off at MLB for that. No, you're not allowed to do that, you tool. I said it when he signed with the Dodgers. Yeah. I'll say it again. The Mets would be thankful they didn't sign this guy. Right. He's Enough. pitching with one eye open. Oh, please. What an idiot. All right. We got to take a break Bing, because, like, we're popular. Um, yeah. Amy Lawrence, Radio.com oh. Sports Minute. And then we'll get you, uh, we'll wrap things up on the other side. We'll get you Boomer and Geo. This is Amy talking about Fitzmagic. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. A couple minutes in front of 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then. Nets held off the Knicks last night. The Rangers lost in overtime. What else you got, Al? And Julius Randle is going to wrestle a referee. That's uh, another <laughs> point. I guess this 53-year-old guy is going to wrestle Julius Randle for Julius Randle wanting to chase him down after the game and uh, oh. figure out what happened with this travel at the end. That's actually not going to happen, but oh. he probably would like that to happen. Ooh. Jerry, I'm reading. This is interesting. So you know that whole Oprah interview with Meghan Markle and uh, the former Prince Harry? Yes. It was very popular. But I was reading that. More than 10% of the NFL games this past season had more viewers than that Oprah special. Seems about right. Which is why... Because we don't care about that stuff, football fans. About the royal couples? No, we watch football. Well, but I'm saying, like, that for when people think that was, like, the super most popular uh, show, this Oprah interview, and yet NFL games get more viewers... Don't NFL games get more viewers than most popular sitcoms and TV dramas? Yeah, always. At the end of the year, they always put out this uh, most popular TV programs, like the right. top 20. That's like oh, 15 of them are NFL games. Always. That's why the NFL is king. And that's the, why I understand like when CBS and Fox and NBC, they want when they want the NFL, they, they have to put up mega, mega dollars. <laughs> that's the only one that makes sense. Like the, when we see this stuff for the NBA and baseball, I'm like, how, how are they recouping that? Yeah, here, it's, it's just different. You get so like they get so many eyes on just random. Coming up this week, it's March Madness with NCAA Men's Tournament first four games.